whole week. And this week, our scripture for the week is Proverbs 25 and verse number 19. Proverbs 25, verse 19. To be in the Bible, Proverbs 25, verse 19. I believe you have it on the screen. We want to read it together, learn it, and we will take it off so that we can say it all by ourselves. Amen. Are you ready? Are you ready? All right. I think that if you have your Bible, open it in your Bible, underline it in your Bible, or highlight it on it so that you know that this scripture, you have conquered it. When I open my Bible, every highlighting scripture, I know that this one, I've conquered it. Hallelujah. So the time is coming, you see that we paint your Bible in Bibles. Oh, my conquer way, my conquer way, my conquer way. Then your scripture base is increasing. All right. Let's read it together. Ready, go. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 19. Confidence in an unfaithful man in a time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. Hey, what a scripture. <laughs> scripture, I we do too much. We want to read it together one more time. Ready, go. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 19. Confidence in an unfaithful man is like a broken tooth. Oh, in time of trouble, it's like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 19. You want to read it again? Proverbs chapter 25, verse 19. Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and, and foot out of joint. Amen. You want to learn it one more time? You know, you break it into... This one is, um, yes, three. Confidence in an unfaithful man. Confidence in an unfaithful man. When in times of trouble, it's like a broken tooth. You've got a broken You can't even sleep. That tooth is very painful. You can't even sleep. Bible says confidence in a man who is not faithful is just like in time of trouble. You know, when everything is good, everybody looks faithful. Everybody looks faithful when everything is good. When you have money, the Bible says a rich man has many friends. But when your money is depleted, you see the real people who are faithful to you. The real people... People who are faithful to you are not known when things are good. The real people who are faithful to you, you will see them when in times of trouble. Problem bad, I will say, hey, this person is very faithful or not. So the Bible says, confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble. What is it like? It's like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. Hey. When you twist your leg, my goodness, it's very, very painful. So the Bible wants to say that when somebody is unfaithful, when there is trouble, it is a very painful thing. And then when problem comes and you really need him, 
That's when the person abandoned you. The Bible says it's very, very, very painful. And he likened it to two painful things. A broken tooth. <laughs> so, be a kaka. A seno. It's not easy. You can't sleep. But now, Papa, I still. Then it's not going. And then a foot that is out of joint is very, very painful. I pray that we will use this scripture this week and the Lord will help us to be faithful. I said, the Lord will help us to be faithful. Shall we read it one more time? Then we'll take it off the screen and see whether we can say it. Ready? Go. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 19. Go. Confidence in a in unfaithful man in times of trouble is like a broken tooth and a fold out of joint. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 19. Let's take it off the screen now. It's only three things. Confidence in an unfaithful man. When? In times of trouble. What is it like? It's like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. Very simple. Is that not so? Let's say it. Ready? Go. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 19. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trouble. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the oh, we say a joint out of foot. <laughs> And the foot out of joint. Amen. All right. So, we have been learning from this book for the past um, for the past few weeks, one month or so. I think this is the sixth week. And we have been learning from this book. Loyalty and disloyalty. Faithfulness. That's why this scripture is even about faithfulness. And we started by learning and looking at what. It means to be faithful. And we said that when you are faithful, you are constant. You are always there. You are reliable. You are dependable. I mean, you're near, you're there. I mean, and one of the scriptures that come to my mind, apart from 1 Corinthians 4 2, which is the main scripture we have been looking for this particular studies, 1 Corinthians 4 2, and in the main scripture, Yes, Antibeki one can't cheat now, Mamu. Proverbs chapter 25. Mesha Michi Bible was a concerning. She said, An unfaithful person is like a concerning. When I looked at it in the tree, it was wild. Eh? Can't cheat the mammy now, yes. Mabu Sam, eh? It's a dionunum, and Tichemu don't know. A concerning so. And that's so yada. Tessay, what it means to be faithful. And the scripture we looked at, the main scripture is 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. The Bible says, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Everybody in this earth is a steward. And one of the main signs that show that you are a steward is that when you die, you will not go with anything. It will show you that nothing on this earth is for you. 
the way sometimes we go around chasing for the things of this world. You know, when you die, when you die, if you want to there is nothing you take from this earth that shows that everything that you are handling now, you are a steward. And the Bible is saying that as a steward, what is required of you is faithfulness. And so that was the anchor scripture that we used. And we saw why we must be faithful. One of the main reasons is because if you are not faithful, God cannot commit anything to your hand. It is the principal qualification if God wants to commit something into your hands. He looks not at your educational certificate. He looks not at your age. He looks not at uh, the things you have. But he looks primarily at your faithfulness. Confidence in an unfaithful man is very painful. So God looks at your faithfulness. Say amen. amen. Then the second week we looked at um, we looked at the stages of disloyalty. When somebody is becoming unfaithful, there are stages, and it's so important that everybody understands and know the stages that lead somebody into unfaithfulness. And we look at the eight stages of unfaithfulness. The first one is what? Independence. The person becomes independent. He is not moved by anything. Every rule and regulation in the organization does not affect him. All these messages we have preached. So you can see the media people and get the messages. And then we also started to look at um, the lessons that we need to know about loyalty. If you are really going to be faithful to God and to anybody that God has given to you, you need to understand certain lessons. And there were about how many lessons? Six or seven lessons that we, we, we looked at. The first lesson is that um, lo- loyalty demands full persuasion. You must be persuaded that God is a good God and that's why you want to follow him. If you are not fully persuaded, they are in church, but they have a malam. They are in church, but they have some juju person that they go to consult. When there is a problem, there is somewhere they go. When you are like that, it means that you are not fully persuaded about God. You are not fully persuaded about God. And in your life as a Christian, God will give you people pastors, leaders, and other people you are going to work with, you must be fully persuaded about those people also. I am fully persuaded about my pastor. In spite of anything that people will say, I have known him, and the Bible says that for somebody to be, for you to be persuaded, you need to, to, uh, to be persuaded about somebody, you need to know a lot about the person. The person must open up his life. So many things that my pastor have told me. He has opened up his, mar- his marriage. He has opened up everything that I, I mean, we need to know. He has opened up. And that is why I am confident and I'm free. I'm, uh, I am fully persuaded about him. Hallelujah. And then we also said that your loyalty is to the higher authority. Your loyalty is... The, don't just follow somebody because... Um, we are talking about loyalty. No, look at the person and see that the person that you are following is also following God. Paul said, follow me as I follow God. Follow me as I follow Jesus Christ. When I stop following Jesus Christ and I stop doing other things, don't follow me anymore. That's the decision or the teaching that Paul gave. And that is one of the lessons that you need to understand about loyalty. Don't just be loyal to people anyway or anyhow, but look at the people and see your loyalty is 
I mean, in this church, maybe I'm the pastor. Your loyalty is to me. But if I am not faithful, then you must bypass me and go to the person who is over me, which is our chairman, Bishop Kweku. Then if Bishop Kweku too is not so faithful, then you must bypass him and go to the convener of the UD. If the convener is also not so faithful, bypass him and go to the, 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 the founder of the church. If the founder is not faithful, bypass him and go to Christ, who is the real founder. The Bible says that the head of every, man, every woman is a man. The head of a man is, God, is Jesus Christ and the head of Jesus Christ. So there are levels. And therefore, if you are going to be lawyer, you must understand that your loyalty is to the higher authority. Then the next thing we learned about is that loyalty will cost you what? Our loyalty is based on principles and not on emotion. We look at principle, not emotion. Many people are doing things by emotion. Into so obi this oh madame No, we don't do that. It's not about emotion, it's about principle. It's about principle. And I tell you that if you don't respect principle, you will not go anywhere. Hallelujah. We must respect principles. Everything that God does is based on principles, not emotion. That is why um, Jonathan got to a point, he had to choose David. From his father. He saw that his father was wrong. And loyalty is based on... The fact that you are my father doesn't mean that I should follow you blindly. But it's based on principle. Hallelujah. Then we also saw that loyalty will cost you relations. My relationship with you can be affected by someone's disloyalty. Amen. Amen. And we look at the main scripture in James. The Bible says that friendship with the world is enmity with God. What do we call enmity? Oh, There will be no peace between you and God. Once you are a friend of the world, you are enemy to God. In other words, if I know who your friend is, then I know who your enemy is. So is. Amen. So loyalty will cost you. That once you come into Jesus Christ, there are some friends you cannot have anymore. There are some friends you can't have anymore. You can't be in the church and you can't say you are a Christian in the church and you are not married and you are still fornicating with a boyfriend or a girlfriend. No. Your loyalty to God and to Jesus Christ will cost you that boyfriend relationship. It will cost you that girlfriend relationship. You can't still maintain this and be with God. No. Once you are with your boyfriend and you are doing the things that you are not supposed to do, you are an enemy of God. That's what it means. Then we also saw that loyalty will cost you physical things. Like Moses. The Bible says when he came of age, he forsook Egypt. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than rather to stay in Egypt and become Pharaoh's daughter's son. When he is Pharaoh's daughter's son, there are so many things he will get. But he said, no, 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 no. I don't want to just choose a pleasure of sin for a season. I want to follow God fully. So if you are going to follow God, it will cost you certain physical things. Certain physical things it will cost you. Hallelujah. All right. And then the last one was loyalty demands analysis. If you are going to be loyal to anybody, you must analyze the person. Analyze the person. Paul told Timothy, analyze my, my preaching. Analyze my way of life. Analyze the way I carry myself. When you analyze me and you see people saying bad things about me, it will help you to be faithful or not faithful. 
It is analysis. Amen. Right. Today we want to continue. We are finishing God willing maybe next week. There is a lot. We can't finish, but I just want to conclude so that we can move on to something else. You can get a book and read. Anybody want to build a business, a company, I mean, you want to build something, a group, you need this book because many people who come on board, it is only through loyalty that that thing that you are building will be established. Without loyalty, it will never hold. Today, UD, which is former Lighthouse Chapel International, we are in over 90 countries and we have over 4,000 branches. How are we doing it? It is based on loyalty. As I'm here, Bishop Dyke does not know what I'm preaching. He doesn't care to follow me and to, you know, what is he preaching? What? No, to do that means that he has to have his eyes on 4,000 pastors. And be, hey, son, what is this person? No. The system is based on loyalty. He trusts that what he has committed to me here, the church, the members, the finances, anything that has been committed to me here, he has trusted me that I will be able to take care of it. That I will not steal the money. Then I will not steal things. I will not do anything. No, he trusted me. And that is what loyalty is about. It's about love. It's about trust. It's about trusting one another. And not saying bad things about one another. That's what loyalty is about. Because one man cannot be everywhere to expand. Yesterday, I just got a call from somebody. He said, Pastor, I have opened another branch of my business and I need somebody. I need that. So why are you calling me? So he trusts that if I give him somebody, the person I will give will be a faithful person. Then I told him that, Ali, these days I, I don't know whether <laughs> I can trust like that. <laughs> yeah. Because everybody needs faithful people, though. not educated. Bishop Dag had never seen my educational certificate. All he knows is I'll finish university, but whether I got whatever, he doesn't even know. It, our system is not based on your education, your days is about loyalty and faithfulness. If you are an accountant and you are not faithful, you are just a skillful thief. A trained professional thief. Without faithfulness, an accountant is a trained professional thief. That's what he is. It is only faithfulness that will make that we entrust you with everything and you account for it faithfully. Bible says, he that is faithful with little will be faithful also with what? Much. Amen. Beautiful. Now, today I'm looking at signs of disloyalty. Signs of disloyalty. Now, signs are so important. When you are driving, you see a lot of signs. Road signs, here, there. Signs are very important. You will not know, as you are sitting here, you see, you have liver, you have intestines, you have um, heart, you have, but I don't, I can't see them. I can't see them. Whether they are functioning well or not, it is, I can't see. And when you go to a hospital, a doctor doesn't need all the time to take a knife and open your stomach to see. Oh, the heart is okay. Oh, the liver is okay. The, no. See that when you go 20 times, they will cut you 20 times. No. But doctors depend on what we call signs. Signs. Based on the signs we are seeing outside, we can determine whether your liver is okay, whether your heart is okay, whether your, your whatever, intestine, I mean, you can just look at it. You can just test. So every Christian and anybody building anything must understand signs and then learn how to use signs. 
In the hospital, when you go and they look into your palm like that. I mean, our older women, they are very expert. When they look at your pastor, ah, you are pregnant. Just by looking into your palm, they can tell that you are pregnant. Yes. They are just signs. So sometimes you think that you are a smart girl um, or you are hiding. No, nyinsen is not something we hide. It is called nyinsen. Ebe nyinasen, So everybody will see. <laughs> to be hanging there, everybody will see. You can't hide it. <laughs> so there are signs that we must look. And if everybody is going to be able to detect loyal people and disloyal people, we need to watch out for signs. 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 One day Bishop Doug said that if you are there in a meeting with somebody and within an hour, the person goes and we about three or four times. Then the person have diabetes. A lot of sugar in their blood. It causes you to weary a lot. There are some sicknesses when you have, it causes you to sweat. When you are dead, you are just sweating. Even in an air condition, you are sweating. Yeah, there is something wrong inside. When you give somebody a cup, and the person is holding, and he's shaking, shaking, there is something wrong inside. Yes. So all these are signs that we look out for. And in the same way, in loyalty, you look out for what we call signs of disloyalty. Because it's not easy to catch them. Nobody will come and catch you and say, hey! Or somebody will not come and say, Pastor, I'm, I'm disloyal. No, you have to look at signs. And then through the signs, there are so many signs, about 30 signs given here. We will not be able to go through all. 37 different signs. But we will not be able to go through all. So we'll look at what we can go through. Amen. You know, in John chapter 7, Jesus' brothers came to him in verse number 3. And then they told him that, Brother, we have seen all these things that you are doing. There is nobody who wants his ministry to go ahead, who will hide in the house and do those things. Go out. So that whatever you do, people will see. John 7, 3. John 7, 3. Whatever you are doing, people will see. That is what his brothers came. And it sounded like a very good advice. His brethren therefore said unto him, Depart thence and go into Judea, that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest. Verse 4. For there is no man that doeth anything in secret, and he himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world. In, in other words, they were telling him that if you have come as the Messiah and the Savior of the world, you can't hide. Go out in the world. Let everybody see what you are doing so that people will believe in you. But look at the verse number 5. The Bible says, for neither did his brethren believe in him. So you see, they were talking, 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 and he looked as if that they really trusted and believed him, but they didn't believe in him. Jesus had to look at signs. He had to look at signs. Without the signs, you will not be able to know who is loyal to you and who is not loyal to you. Amen. So, what are some of the signs that we are going to look at? Number one, the first sign of somebody who is disloyal is or a potentially disloyal person is a leader who disappoints you in times of pressure or crisis. A leader who disappoints you. And that's the scripture we looked at um, this morning. A leader who disappoints you in times of crisis. When there is a problem, somebody who disappoints you when everything is okay, he's around. But as soon as there is a problem, he disappoints you. Such a person, mark the person. Even though the person has not come to tell you that I am a potential disloyal person, mark such a person. 
mark such a person. Yeah. And when people started talking about our church on social media, there were some of the pastors I was looking at them. They had nothing to say. They wouldn't say anything. In times when there is trouble, when you are expecting that people will rise up, there were some pastors who knew about some of the things that were going on, who, if they had just said it, everybody would know that, ah, these people are lying. But they were quiet. So some of them, we have to call them and say, hey, brother, you know this guy. Why are you not saying anything? Why are you not saying anything? When there is problem, there is difficulty, there is trouble, and then somebody that we are trying to rely on is not available, mark that person. He has not openly said to you that he's disloyal, but such a person is a disloyal person. Only a matter of time. You see that the person will become a Judas to you. Yes, only a matter of time. He become a Judas to you. So, in many years ago, when um, the government came to break our war in Kolegono, there were some pastors like that. In time of the trouble, when we knew, they were so much into the government. I mean, they were people, when they speak, we know that the government will listen. But when there was trouble and we needed them, they, they said, no, no, their job is important to them than the church. So they, they didn't appear. They didn't appear. And yes, that's what happened. Amen. Number two. Number two. Or let's look at this scripture first before we go to number two. Acts chapter 15 verse 38. Acts 15 verse 38. This is a man called um, John Mark. John Mark was somebody that Paul was going around with. But a time came. John Mark left Paul. And in Acts chapter 15 verse 30, Bible says, Paul thought it not good to take with him, that is John Mark, with them, who departed from them, from Pamphylia, and went not with them to the work. When he was needed, John Mark, oh, he deserted and ran away. You couldn't find him. So when there's somebody in the family, in the group, or whatever, and there is a problem, and at that time, you know that this person can be of good help and you don't find the person. Mark that person. is a potential disloyal person. Amen. Number two. Somebody who disappoints you when they are under pressure. The first one is when you are under pressure, the person disappoints you. Then we are talking about somebody who also can disappoint you when they themselves are under pressure. Always there is an excuse that, oh, you know, there is this, there is this. When people are under pressure, and they continue to be faithful, then you know that this person will always be faithful. Yes. You see, faithfulness and loyalty means that you are constant. First Corinthians 15, 58, it said, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always, not sometimes, but always abounding in the work of the Lord. So when somebody is faithful today, is not faithful today, tomorrow, it's like that, it's like that. Mark such a person. Your faithfulness is questionable. According to the Bible, your faithfulness must be constant, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. So when you have a problem, and because you have a problem, and you're a Bacenta leader, because you have a problem, you can't come for Bacenta, then your faithfulness is in question. So you must be able to rise above your problem and let the devil know that in spite of the situation, you see, look at, look at us all. In spite of even what we do to God, 
So God keeps us alive. Because some of us, as we slept last night, we shouldn't have woken up today. Based on the things we have done throughout the week. But you see, God is still faithful no matter what your situation is. He's still faithful. Even when you abandon him, he's still faithful. And that's what he's expecting for everybody. That when you are in problem, you are under problem or whatever, it doesn't mean that become unfaithful. Become unfaithful. There are some couple when they are married and the children is not coming, I time you realize, Charlie, they want to pass away, then you have passed somewhere. In times of such a pressure, this is when we are testing your faithfulness. That's when we are testing. Will you be faithful, continue to the end? When there was money, you were a faithful wife. As soon as the money got finished, then you are gone. Then in times of, 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 of trouble, we can't depend on you. And that's what um, uh, Proverbs chapter 25 verse 19 is talking about. Faithfulness or confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble. In time when you are in trouble, we still want to see you faithful. We still want to see you faithful. There are people who say, oh, when they, are, when they have a little issue, they don't come to church. Sometimes they can stay church, off church, one month, two months. Why? Because they are going through issues. They always tell them, if you are going through issues, who is the best person to approach? Is it not God? You read through the Bible and you see that people who had problems were the people who were chasing Jesus all the time. People were blind. Were ch- they never sat in the house. They always chased Jesus. People who could not, the woman with the issue of blood, she didn't sit at home. She was chasing Jesus. It is when you have problem that you even your faithfulness and your confidence in Jesus must even rise up. Are you understanding what I'm saying? God is expecting every one of us. So you have no question or you have no excuse to say that because I'm going through a problem, I can't come to church. Because I'm going through a problem, I can't do basenta. Because I'm going through a problem, you must rise above it. God looks at your faithfulness. Even in time, especially in times of trouble. Especially in time of trouble. Especially in time of trouble. Amen. Beautiful. Number three. Leaders who have moral weakness. Even Bishop writes here before that, he said that pastors still have to preach. Many pastors have to preach on Sunday mornings. Sometimes after they have had a disagreement with their wives on the way to church. It is called PPQ. Pre-preaching quarrels. Hey! Yes. Many pastors, when you see them holding microphone, they have just quarreled with their wife as they are coming to church. But the fact that they have quarreled with their wife doesn't mean that they shouldn't preach. You must still be constant. Work on it. Work on it. Work on it. Oh yes, when I married first, there were times early in the morning, I would have a heated argument with my wife. I don't know. Satan and his very well. Sometimes I feel bad. As I hold the microphone, I say, ah, I'm just fighting with my wife. And I'm holding microphone. Then Satan will be talking to me. You are not qualified to hold the microphone. Put it down right now. Yeah, that's what you always want to say. But the Bible says that whether you are in pressure, you are in problem, you are in difficulty, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do what you are supposed to do. You should continue to do. That shows that you are faithful, your boss can trust you, your, your madam can always rely on you because even in times of your trouble, you are still available and you are still around. Hallelujah. Number three, leaders who have moral weakness. 
Leaders who have moral weakness. When you are working with somebody and the person has moral weakness, it is a sign. Moral weakness means that the person is not faithful to God. And even if God is not faithful to him, then who are you, a human being? So any of our pastors we see who have been sleeping with people who are not their wife, immediately when we mark you, we know that this person, this person, and, 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 I don't want to say something. <laughs> I don't want to say something. So I would have said something. No, I will say it. You see, some of our pastors who have left, who are talking, talking, talking. Can you imagine even one of them even came on, made a video and put on Facebook that when he was the pastor of this, this, this branch, he slept with a person who had been singing for her and he believed that. I said, oh, that, that is why today you are out. Because that thing, we saw it. But we saw that, look, it's a weakness. And we tried to help you too. We even moved him from that branch. Tried to help him today. And when he went to another branch, he went to steal money. And that's why we sacked him. So you see that when somebody has moral weakness, it's a sign. It's a great sign of disloyalty. We try to help the people. But you see, once the person does not rise above that immorality, one day the person will leave you. And they will go on social media and say all sorts of things. It's a sign. It's a sign. So as a Christian, look, immorality and temptation, it will come all the time. Until you die. Until you die. It will always come. At the age of 60, you will still be tempted. Yes. The fact that you are 60 years doesn't mean that. When I ask Abraham, at the age of 90, he was tempted. Yes. It's very simple thing. So, when you see somebody who has chronic weakness, immorality, according to 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 2, the Bible says that the leaders in the church must treat the younger sisters or the younger women as sisters with all purity. They should treat the older men as fathers. They should treat the older women as mothers. They should treat the younger women as sisters. Not as somebody you can sleep with. But as sisters. And when people have moral weakness, you know, there are people in this church who are, who, who are sleeping with people. It's very bad. It's very, very bad. Why are you the only person who has pennies? Now control yourself. Control yourself. And you feel that you can't control yourself. Marry. First Corinthians chapter 7. Paul said, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. See, the things whereof you wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. That's what Paul said. Nevertheless, verse 2, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and let every woman also have their own wife, uh, husband. That's what Paul is prescribing. It's the reason why I'm married. I know that I can't control myself. Let me catch one and then stay with it for... for, for, for. <laughs> So there are so many, catch one, be responsible, be committed, and take one, and then bring the person to the altar and marry, and stop going around and uh, as if you are the only person who has pennies around. And the church is quiet. Because when 
And as soon as you begin to do that, then the stages of disloyalty comes in. Now, all of us are trying to be righteous. You alone are immoral. You become what? Independent. And when we address it, you get angry and become offended. And you become passive. And you become political. You become critical, political. By the time you realize you are now uh, taking us and insulting everybody in the church. That's how it starts. That's how it starts. So anybody who has moral weakness, you come, come and tell us. We will pray with you. We will help you. We will give you advice. We will give you a way of escape. We will show you and try. Because Charlie, we have all been there before. It's not easy. But don't let it be your destiny that you did, Charlie. It shouldn't be. Hallelujah. Number four. Somebody who has financial weakness. Financial weakness. You see, as for financial problems, it will come all the time. But you must rise above it. One of the things that made Judas to betray Jesus was because he had financial weakness. One day when they came to Jesus and the woman was pouring the perfume, alabaster box, on his head, I said, ah, just say, ask the person to one crowd that you have calculated how much you get when you say, I mean, how? Somebody's gifts. <laughs> he has calculated how much he will get. So all the time as they are moving, you see Judas is looking. Say, oh, this thing. If you sell it, we get this thing. Oh, get this thing. We get that. I mean, all the time. All the time. In John chapter 12. John chapter 12, verse 5. Look at John 12, 5. Let's go to five. Why was not this ointment sold for three hundred? See, he liked the three. Thirty, three, three. I mean, I said, eh, we need so Three, three, maybe three. Thirty pounds, thirty pieces of silver. This one is three hundred. I mean, Judas, he liked the three, pa. Very, he has a problem with number three. <laughs> Why was not this ointment sold for three hundred pence and given to the poor? Verse six. This he said, not, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. He was a thief. And he had the bag. And bear what was put therein. No wonder we had an usher like that. In fact, recently I was watching a video and I saw him. And Bishop was using him as a good example of somebody who is faithful. Hey, that usher, hey, I've not seen a faithful usher like that before. Every wedding, he will be there. Every program, he will be there. Sometimes I ask myself, this guy, does it. he's not full-time. He's not full-time pastor. But he's always, no matter the day of the program, he will be there. But he worked at Kolebu. But he can still be there, no matter the time. So one day, I, I even said to my Bishop even called him and then we are a faithful guy. He will come and arrange the chairs, arrange the this. I mean, all the time. Don't know he knows what he gets from it. So when, when we have all come to church, ashes have come and they are working. He has also come to work, but he's working and he knows that he's going. Hey! No knowing that he was stealing the money. He was stealing the money. One day, Bishop Dag's mother said he wanted to give a donation to the church. And then Bishop said, oh, you bring it to the church, put it in the orphan basket, they will get it. Foreign money, 
euros. A lot. Put it inside. When they counted, then he told the, the, the son that, oh, I gave the money. This, that. So he confirmed with the treasures. Did you see this? Oh, no, we didn't see any money. Hey, what? What happened? Oh, Christ, check it was. Oh, no, no, no. This particular Sunday, there was no euros. We saw, we, we, we didn't see any money like that. Ah. Okay. So now they decided that they are going to set a trap. So they got more dollars and something. And they stamp it small somewhere to indicate that there's it. And they put it in the offering bag. And that day, he was trapped. He was caught. And when he was caught and they took him to his house, his house was like a forest bureau. He, he didn't like this, your two CDs. But no, 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 no. Pounds, dollars. And when he's taking the CDs, the big, big ones. Hey, the guy was very rich. When I did my wedding and I saw the offering, like I said, no, it cannot be. Because <laughs> the people who came for my wedding, the amount of money they asked, it cannot be. No, no, every wedding he takes his share. You see, in our wedding, wedding offerings, we don't count. We put all the money and then we present it to the couple. And he is the chief usher. So as we are putting inside, he looked at it and he put this one here. And when he finished, hey! Where did he? The day we caught him and we took him to his house, it was amazing. Say, look, the work that you do, what is your salary? That you have all these dollars and pounds. I mean, where, where do you get them from? And they saw that money that they have stamped. All the, the, it was there. So you see, today we've caught you. Your cup is full. Cup is full. Judas was a thief. So when somebody is like that, Sahano, Sahano, I mean, when I get people to come and stay in my house, whatever, I mean, I, I, me and my wife, we hardly keep money here secret. No, money we see is on the table. We are going to buy something. Where is the chair? We put it on the table. When we see that, small, small is going. Say, hey, Charlie, you got to be careful. You have a visitor in the house. <laughs> And such people will be very unfaithful to you no matter what happens. Yeah, watch them. So when Judas came, 30 pieces of silver, it was, he started a long time ago. <laughs> long time ago. Long time ago. So watch people who have financial issues all the time. When you say financial, it's not that, I mean, you, maybe you don't work or your work is poor, you don't have money. But it's like, your problem is that when people are giving the money and they are looking at it, yeah, one guy in Collegon in a convention, convention, when we gave, we realized when we count the offering basket, when the one is missing. Where, where is this offering bag? No, no, Charlie, as they were thinking, he has balanced the thing, hidden it somewhere. And during the ministration, oh, he took it. And then he, was, he got to circle. We were, we were still in check when somebody called. That he has seen one of our whatever year. The guy went mad. When he got there, he started sharing the money to the people at Circle. No, he went mad. He went mad. See, people have prayed over their money and they have brought it. You have no idea what you are taking. Oh, he, he just went mad. Started sharing the money. Started sharing, sharing. And somebody who knew that this is our offering bag called and said, ah, 
We, we have seen one of yours. He's sharing money here. He's sharing money here to chase the Kobe and Yebi. Hey! I tell you. So mark people and you see that they are not faithful. Amen. All right. Then number five. Last one. I can't go further. Leaders who are worldly. People who are worldly. They are very, very, very worldly. Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 10. The Bible says, For demons have forsaken me, having loved this present world. And he departed into Thessalonica. Christians to Galatia, Titus to Damatia. So this was another person, Demas, who was working with Paul, going from one town to another, preaching the word of God. But when he got to a place called Thessalonica, he loved the world. It's like we do a brochure, and then he loved the world. And we had one of our pastors like that. He has been trying, all from, from university, has been trying to go to America. He has been bound several times. So when he finished school, he got the opportunity to work with Bishop. His mother and his brothers were in America. So one day, the mother was not feeling well. And then he asked Bishop, I, mean, I think we were on leave. So because I've been traveling with Bishop all the time, his passport had been stamped. So when you have your passport stamped with different, different visas and all that, when you go there, it's very easy for you to get. Very, very. But dry, Sakura, Fenadiaba. We are not sure whether if you go, you will come. So they don't give. It's not easy for them. You have to prove beyond all reasonable doubt that when you go, you will come. So this guy who has been trying to go to America all these years, now opportunity has come. And pa, when he got, he got a stamp and he went. He was, we were only for two weeks. After the two weeks, he called and said, oh, the mother is not feeling well, this, that, that, that. Then we gave him another two weeks. And we are watching. You know, after two weeks, he was not coming. He was not calling. Then we called him. He said, oh, something, something, something. Then we gave you another two weeks, compassionate leave. Then we are there. Oh. Now at that point, the guy was not coming again. He has fallen in love with America. Till today, he didn't return. He, he, and Bishop had invested in him. Investment. He was his main keyboardist. Singing with Ida. Those times we didn't have soundtracks, so what we were using was the main thing, the keyboard and thing. Oh, he abandoned him like that. When people love the world too much, they will abandon you. Because when you are too much of a friend with the world, you will be an enmity with God. You can't serve God well. You can't give your best to God because you love the world too much. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. When you are conforming to the world, you cannot receive transformation in your life. And many people become disloyal and move out because they are too worldly. They love worldly music. They love worldly things. Who are sorry, you like fashion too much. And I mean, look, when your cabinet will slit be a Q, it's okay. It's okay. Too, too much worldly. You see that when you are too much worldly and your money is not up to you, then you are tempted to be steal, to lie, to cheat, to get those things. And then, look, who are you pleasing? Sometimes, that's all we see. Yeah. Spend money. three months. Tight. 
So when you are too much worldly, you become very, very unfaithful to God. And I pray that these signs, there are 37 of them. I've shared only five. God willing, next week we will continue. Okay? And I pray that you will look out for these signs. So, so, Bishop, radio. radio, change Radio, radio, Oh, Bishop, I see, keep the right, the dial right where it is. So, I didn't want to change it. Look at you. When we take your phone, different, different kind of worldly things. A young boy of 21 years, your phone, 32 gig. 30 gig pornography. 30 gig pornography. You are downloading. Facebook pornography. When you are too worldly, you become very disloyal to God. Amen. May God help us to rise up so that we become loyal to Him. Put your hands together for Jesus. Please stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Oh, yes. You want to pray. You want to pray that God will help you and deliver you. These signs of disloyalty will not be your portion. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Pray that you'll be committed, you'll be faithful, you'll be loyal all throughout your life. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice Jesus. and pray. In the name of Lift up your voice as we pray right now. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. You are praying right now. Lift up your voice and pray. Just a few minutes. Commit yourself to God. Pray and say, God, help me to be faithful. Help me to be loyal. Help me to be loyal and faithful to God. In the name of Jesus. To be loyal and faithful to your church. To the things that you have given to me. You have made me a basenta leader. Help me to be faithful. When I am too worldly, I cannot be a basenta leader. When I am too much in love with the world, I cannot do the things that you have asked me to do. I pray this morning in the name of Jesus that your grace, oh God, will come upon me to deliver me from being worldly, to deliver me from loving money, to deliver me from having financial weaknesses, to deliver me, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray this morning. We thank you, Father. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Deliver us so God from being unfaithful cause us oh God to be loyal to be steadfast to be committed all the days of our life we give you glory oh Father Lord in the name of Jesus as every head bow every eye closed the greatest miracle you can experience in your life is the miracle called salvation maybe somebody invited you maybe you are here on your own you are saying pastor pray with me this morning I want to give my life to Jesus Christ I can see some of these signs even in me and it's a sign that I am not even faithful to God but this morning I want to give my life to Jesus Christ I want to give my commitment I want to be fully persuaded and follow Jesus throughout all my life if you are here this morning like that just lift up your right hand I'll pray with you you are here pastor pray with me I want to give my life pastor pray with me I want to give my life I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we bless you. We bless you. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Father, let everybody lift up your hands. I pray, oh God, for your sons and your daughters who have come before your presence this morning in the name of Jesus.
Deliver us from these wicked signs of disloyalty. Deliver us from the trap that the enemy has set for us. As we march gallantly into another week, we pray, O oh God, that we, you have confidence in us, that we will be faithful throughout. In times of trouble, in times of difficulty, we will still continue on and on and on. Help us to rise above every difficulty and every situation that we meet this week. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Father. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. You may be seated. Do we have... Are you ready with uh, Micah? Alright. So communion is coming around. We are going to have also a short baby dedication ceremony right here. So... We want to receive our communion. Are you ready? Beautiful. All right. Everybody has your communion. Listen, communion is very important um, um, celebration in the church. It's not a ritual. It's a celebration where we take the body of Jesus Christ and we take the blood. First Corinthians says that We do it in remembrance of the Lord. So, if you don't have faith in it, don't take it. But if you have faith in it and you believe in it, then you can take it. Amen. Paul said that when you take it, examine yourself. So, this morning you must examine what is wrong with me. That I need healing. I need cure. I need restoration. Through the body and the blood of Jesus, as I take this communion, let there be restoration right now in the name of Jesus. Shall we have time with the prophets? Power of the blood. The power of the blood. Maranda Sando Kamalanda. Don't worry in front if you don't have any. Lift up your bread right now. If you didn't bring communion, don't worry. Just pray with us. We'll take it for you. Father, thank you for the body of your son Jesus. Why did Jesus come to die for us? To save us from our sins. It must be the biggest problem of our lives. Our sins. Therefore today, we thank you for this great blood and this body of Jesus Christ. We honor your body and we say as we take your body, may healing come into our lives. Healing into our bloodless our hearts, our blood, our brains, our lungs, our livers, our, our bones, every aspect, our eyes. May there be healing in our breasts, in our, every part of our organs, Lord. Lagaloga, 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 lagaloga. I untwist cases. I untwist cases. Domokala domokala da I undo cases. Living cases. By the body and the manifestation of the body. Adakola and the blood of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, the body of Jesus Christ.
Now, whatever represents your sin by this blood, you are forsaking and being forgiven. Listen, the biggest problem, unless Jesus Christ is not wise, how do you come to here only to do what? From sins. Only one thing. Wow. Wow. It must be the reason for every problem that we have ever had. Lift it up high. Father, thank you for this mistake eraser that is erasing our sin. Thank you. May our hands which are dirty be clean. Our feet which have gone running towards evil be clean. May our heart which has thought of evil and implemented it be clean as well. May wholeness come into our lives. May we be free from captivity. The Romans are not any type of captivity from any source. Thank you. Through this blood, be protected from the enemy and from every enemy fire against you. The blood of Jesus Christ. There is power, power, wonder working in the blood a crisis, the root of a problem, the root of a hurt in your life be uprooted. May what applies to you never be transferred to anybody else. May you never be blind toward your own sin and your standing before God. Receive open eyes. I said receive open eyes. That you may not defend the 